Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time and it's a triumphant uh, podcast supporting a Premier League football side uh, which will be playing Premier League football next season rather than Championship football. Tragically also playing Premier League football next season will be Neil Warnock. Um, disastrously, this has this is something that's happened and we're just going to have to have to come to terms with. Um, uh, I, I, I have uh, left the pact, uh, the NATO pact that, uh, um, the, that supported Neil, Neil Warnock. I am leaving the, the pact that supported, I am now, I am now at war with Neil Warnock. Tear uh, up the deal. Tear I've, it te- up. I've torn it up. I've torn, I've stepped away from the deal and uh, I will not, a lot of the other podcasts are still doing business with, uh, Neil Warnock and are in that deal. I won't, I won't do it. I hate him. Also joining me this week, <laughs> Jim Grant. Jim, Jim, what uh, what do you make of Neil Warnock? Well, I'd just like to say this about Neil Warnock: that we He's are this year we are supported by Labrooks. We are we are we are backed by Labrooks. No, this but podcast. Neil Warnock. This La- La- Labrooks are are, 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 are supporting this podcast, and they're offering special deals. Does if you this go podcast to dot West Ham podcast in association com, with with Labrooks? in association with Labrooks? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, comes to you courtesy Labrooks. That's all I've got to say on the matter. Uh, where do people have to go for offers? And uh, 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 bet dot West Ham podcast dot com. What is that uh, email address again? Uh, no, it's not an email. It's a website. It's, it's, it's a web address. It's com. Right, right. Well, that seems that's to it. be... That's a very charitable view of Neil Warnock. So what, I, um, well, what else can you say about you, him, really? 
it implies, in a sense, that you're in love with Neil Warnock. A little um, bit. Right? You, 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 <laughs> you, um, you like the Warnock. Some, well, I, my, I've got... A Jim, little... be quiet. Okay. Because it's time to introduce our next guest. Now, now a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of blogs uh, claim to be the best podcast, blog, blog, blog on West Ham. I listened back, actually, to last week's podcast, and uh, Donna the Hammer was on, who does yes. the excellent yes. uh, blog about uh, West Ham and Wagner. I call it a podcast consistently all the time. Did you? Jim? You I didn't, didn't pick you, you didn't up on correct that. Me. Well, I wasn't listening to you, me. probably. <laughs> you correct me once. You were clearly not listening to me. So we're we're sitting was, feet apart. I was reading for most you of must last, have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you must have been. It's yeah. a, a Paulie, I'm, I'm consumed with shame. Okay. I, I constantly called his blog a podcast. And I don't know, I don't know why I did that. I, well, not do I. You bamboozled me. Rapidly encroaching dementia. Well. Quite possibly. We're none of us getting any younger. No, many contributing factors. My diet, <laughs> all, all gravel, my all gravel diet, um, and heroin. Uh, you were saying, but if you if you like blogs and uh, you want to read the best blog that there is on West Ham, I'm sorry, Don Hammer, yours is more about Wagner and West Ham. <laughs> if you want to read the best blog, I'm sorry, Pete May. Yours is excellent as well. It is uh, Hammers in the Heart. It's Pete May's excellent, excellent. But the best, the best blog you could conceivably read about West Ham United comes from this man. It is, of course, the H list, and he is James Cairns. Hello, Phil. How are you? I'm very well. I wholeheartedly support <laughs> your sanctions on Cardiff. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank I mean, you very much. Jim was sort of equivocating. I a bit, don't know but, what was uh, yeah. going well, on there. Can I just yeah. just about the one little thing? Uh, I didn't get a ticket. I couldn't get a ticket to the 1991 Villa Park semi-final, and he was one of the pundits as a young manager at the time. He okay. was one of the pundits, and he uh, on that day tipped West Ham to 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 win that game and was and was. Uh, clearly supporting West Ham on that day, and ever since that day, I've had you know I just I had a little bit of a soft spot for him, for him from that from that, and I you can't ever just comp- I can't completely lose that bit of water do, under the bridge since then though. Do you well, of course, and I accept that. all that, but you know, do you remember I'm, the I'm, whole season two thousand six seven? Remember that season, rather than one thing that happened in nineteen ninety one. Remember the entire season two thousand six seven. I've been hitting the vodka by then. Right, okay, <laughs> yes. Well, that that uh, now everyone hates uh, New Orleans. Uh, even, well, well, you know, even Cardiff fans hate yeah. him. Well, I, I, I'm. There's no room in my heart for hate. Jim, you hate everyone. <laughs> Apart from Reading. <laughs> you hate Reading. Yeah, yeah. You don't like Jimmy Kebe. Yeah, no. No, um, no you're, you're consumed with hate all the time. <laughs> consumed with hate. Not true. All the time. Like a Game of Thrones character. Like Sean Bean. Who we also hate. Oh, we hate him. We yeah, hate yeah, him. Yeah, we, we hate we, him. And oh, we hate... Uh, can't stand him. Yeah, we hate uh, yeah. Warnock as well. Yeah. Uh, so we hate all of them for the same reasons. 2006, yeah. 7. Yeah. So um, we'll talk about being joined by uh, Neil Warnock in the next campaign, also from the Wolver- Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, side. They'll, they'll be popping back up into the top flight for another year and going back down <laughs> oh, again. They'll be visiting. They, they'll they've be visiting won it at a canter, haven't they, that championship? Yes, so, they have. Yeah. Maybe, that's, maybe it's the strongest Wolves team to come up for a long mm. time. Uh, mm. At least they won't be able to sell us Matthew Jarvis again. They won't be in a position to do that. 
No, no, that that will never be able to happen again. No, time no. has moved on. No one can sell anyone, Matthew Jarvis. Where, where no. does he play? I feel like you might be overestimating well, David Sullivan a bit here. Oh, but maybe, anyway, yeah. maybe. Well, he went to Norwich after yes. after us, didn't he? But I think he got injured there. Did he? He doesn't talk about West Ham. Yes. Thought, about safe, safe West Ham. Safe, safe West Ham. Is it safe? Yes, safe. it is safe. Mm. It is safe. That's a possible title, isn't it? Yeah, that, it, it is. It, it, it yes. is safe. Yes, is it safe? Uh, yeah. Write that down, Jim. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> are you, are you <laughs> listening? Are you listening to me? You're, you're not even. You're looking at me. <laughs> have you got? Have you got eyes drawn on your eyelids? Are you asleep again? <laughs> are, you, are you doing this podcast to sleep? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Phil, I thought we played very well. <laughs> Thank you, James. And I, I so, also... at least somebody's listening to me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, James. Yeah, I've taken those glasses off, and I am watching Jim. you. I thought we played very well, and I also thought that if you were going to draw up an identical team to play against in a game where you, which you needed to win to stay in the Premier League, uh, Leicester with that nine team. injured players and mm. someone else suspended, um, nobody liking the manager, yes. and safe. So. Um, you know, all, all very yes, distinctly on the Yes, it wasn't bad in that respect. Yeah, perfect team to play. Yeah. And we yeah. played them perfectly. I thought we played very well. Uh, yes, I saw a tiny bit of it on, on an illegal yeah, I, feed. I'm mainly highlights because I, unfortunately I had to work. So my uh, um, away games I've missed this season. Yes. Stoke, yeah. Huddersfield and now Leicester City. The, the mm. party at Leicester City. Mm. Yeah, I can have a suggestion for next yeah. year, Jim. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we've been to some dreadful ones, haven't we? Uh, one or two, yeah. Uh, we've been to <laughs> some crushing, crushing yeah, Brighton defeats. was pretty Brighton. grim and we got absolutely soaked. Soaked and beat at a canter. Oh, we went to Man United, of course. Went to Manchester we went United. To, oh, God. Uh, we went to I Southampton. Went, I went to Newcastle. That was a bit of a shocker. Gosh. No, we went to Watford. Went to uh, Watford, Watford what's, wasn't what's, great. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I've, I've generally seen us be pretty bad on the road this mm. <laughs> this season. Yeah. Uh, the last minute equaliser at Bournemouth. We saw that. Oh, we? yeah, but that was quite a good game. We also got very wet there. Very wet. Because you lost your car. We couldn't you, find the you car. Mis, you mislaid your car. That's uh, that's your version of events. Well, it's, fake, it's, it's fake true. news. It's, it's alternative facts, Jim. It's true. I got soaked. Well, you knew you where the car. Fi- you, you knew where the car. Find your car. You knew where the car was. Very, very. You had got out of the I same think the car. car owner, the person who drives the car, is the one who should be responsible for knowing where they've parked it personally. Right, I'm going to think of an analogy that fits that. <laughs> That's exactly wrong. That's to do with, you know, bombs or Nazis or something like that. There'll okay. be an analogy that okay. fits that Good. exactly, that Good. disproves Good. exactly you, you, what you, you say. You keep working on it. Meanwhile, back at the podcast. So, yes. <laughs> Jim, why must, you, why, why must you undermine me in front of the creator of the best possible blog about West Ham Football United? Yeah, the things exists. I'm going to write about this. Oh, right, okay. I, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm undermining. I'm just kind of stating facts. So mm. I watched. Uh, I, I watched um, Facebook comments go up a screen yeah. for, for the first half of the game, and it did seem like we really came out of the blocks and sort of flew at them and didn't sort of do what we have failed to do in certain games this season. And yeah, sort of took control of the game, scored our two goals, and, and created chances yeah. as well. You know, yes. they were, um, and and got behind them. Uh, yeah. Masawaki seemed to have a good game from the highlights I've seen. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, he um, played well. We, we, I mean, they didn't have a shot on target, I think, until the 86 minutes. Oh, that's they got a massive ironic <laughs> round of applause, yeah, which yeah, I, yeah. I really appreciated, yeah, actually. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, Arnaldovich hit the bar, didn't he? And there yeah. were a couple of other, you know, 
very decent half yeah. chances or you know sort of good chances that were created um, and you know he was quite brave because he played Arnautovic, Lanzini and Mario yeah um, you know all of whom you know together sort of spells disaster when you lose the ball but yes. defensively we played very well helped by the fact that Leicester were quite inept but looking mm. ahead I mean that you know I, mean, I imagine Mario is not going to stay but if, if, if he were or if we were to have someone of that sort of that sort of style and, and, and capability um you know, if if you actually put some steel and, and legs into the midfield behind them, then it's probably not, you know, it is a viable sort of attacking unit, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think I think you sort of have to play that way because most teams are playing with one up front now. So mm. you're looking for the two sort of slightly withdrawn players to play in wider positions. Um, and the, the, the problem I think we found all year is we don't have very many players who are good on both sides of the ball. So we don't no. have very many players who can go forward and do something with it, but also defend. You know, so if you look at Arnautovic, he's an entirely one-way player. Same with Antonio. I've sort of come to that conclusion a bit with Lanzini as well. Mario looks exactly the same. Um, and similarly, our defenders can't do anything much beyond no. defend. I mean, one of the reasons I think Cresswell's good is because he can pass, which is just very yeah, unusual yeah. for our back four. Um, so I think they need to get a couple of players who can do both things because Kiate also can't do either. No, <laughs> not no, seemingly at the moment. No, well, yeah, the, yeah, he's fallen off a cliff though in terms of form, hasn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely, um, that's such a shame. Um, we let's look a little bit uh, forward to the next couple of games we've got because uh, you know we can now, uh, in theory, play with a little bit of freedom because we are safe. Uh, the Possibly, possibly the the style of play that this freedom will allow doesn't actually <laughs> exist, and we won't see it. Uh, uh, go on, lads, express yourselves. But there's well, stuff we that is worth playing for because uh, two wins, and we don't we'd finish, you know, mid-table, sort of comfortably mid table, yeah. yeah, and quite a few millions of pounds better off in terms. Yeah. of but there is a serious difference between finishing sixteenth and finishing ninth, and tenth or ninth. I was saying to James earlier, I sort of, uh, I, I thought that just, just to, uh, as a kind of uh, figurative sort of token achievement that would be good in my eyes would be either ten wins or forty points, which mm. would mean winning one of these games or drawing both of them. You know, yeah, and yeah. I think that's sort of doable. You know, I, I, yeah. you know, it's not an unreasonable target. Just because we're safe doesn't mean you know the foot can come off the gas and we just lose these two games uh, to teams that are sort of above us in the table. So there would be, in theory, no disgrace to losing those two games. It would just be great to get something out of, you know, this uh, well, get a little points always good these to beat Man United. Always, yeah, you know, and we often raise our game against them, especially in a night game. So, night, yeah, mm, night game yeah. at home. It feels it could be something, you mm. know, like uh, it does feel like we should be competitive, yeah, doesn't it? Absolutely. But as you were saying. Um, before they've got a, a you know a need to win, haven't they? Yeah. Perhaps a bit more so than us because they yeah. need to cement their second place finish, which is a bit of a shame. But they do also have the cup final as well, so I yes, think that's you know, right. that he, he will be cautious. You would think with um, anyone who's injured. Yeah, uh, and you know, and it just would be quite nice to have a game this season at home under the lights, a little bit like the Spurs game last year. Yes. Where, you know, yeah. that just sort of galvanises you a bit. Yeah, and gives you some semblance of hope. Albeit the Spurs game last year was what convinced Sullivan to keep Billich, so there's you know double-edged sword. I <laughs> yeah. would I would suggest, yeah. but we haven't really had a game like that. I would I, or at least that I can recall. No, this no. it's going to be interesting to see because you know how we do in these two games is going to is going to really affect the mood going into the into the summer, isn't yes, it? I, I mean, yeah. I think mm. if we lose these games, two games coming up badly, I think it could be quite a poisonous atmosphere on 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 the last day in the stadium. 
You know, you could easily get yeah. you know, yeah. Leicester's lap of or water lap of yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. In front of the lap of shame. It would be a bit like that, yeah. I suspect. Yes. You know? um, yes. Yes. and then you'd be staying up with uh, less than forty points, which is actually yeah. just sort of. Sit. I mean, that in itself tells you a lot, doesn't it, about how. how what about well, we've done this yeah, season? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I mean, we've been here before, haven't we? I think uh, the last game of the Grant season at home, I think a lot of people left and... I'm not sure we saw the the, the lap oh that Sunderland the lap yeah, of shame. Um, Sunderland. Although there was a good ironic conger in the uh, yeah. chicken run, yes. wasn't there? But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a good. Yeah. You know, we're good at sort of absolute kind of gallows humour. Because <laughs> the conger <laughs> really came out of it. It was. It couldn't have been worse that season. Oh, that was terrible. You know, um, that game against Sunderland. Three 0 We lost. Yeah, it, God. Yeah. Imagine yeah, losing three 0 really to Sunderland. Yeah. Oh God! I mean, it's never before dreamed of. Yeah. And it was funny that season, wasn't it? Because we we. Um, when uh, Denver Bar came uh, in the winter transfer window, we got that sort of win against Stoke, win against Liverpool. Uh, oh, yeah, with, and at um, that point, you suddenly you thought, sort of thought, oh, we're going to stay up. Yeah. And then yeah. it all yeah, fell yeah, to yeah, fell apart. Shit. Well, yeah. what had been bad before that little run just came back. You know, in a sense, I mean... You could see a parallel with with the uh, with the rallying under Moyes and then actually settling back down to be battered a few times again and again. You know, uh, um, but I wonder. I mean, I think there are parallels because there were a lot of players playing mysteriously badly that that were just going to let you down week in week out. I'm talking about you, Matthew Upson. Uh, <laughs> you know, there, there were there was a sort of there was a kind of some sort of malaise in the team that yeah. that was briefly cured, uh, and then just crept back in, and we slumped to a relegation, and yeah. and um, you know. A very poor transfer window preceded yes. that season as well. Yes, and yes. You, I mean it wasn't dissimilar. Actually, you're right. There was a bit of a sort of mid-season. Bump. So, and we've, but probably what one of the differences is that the bottom of the division wasn't so awful as it is now. Yes, that you you know there there are probably nine teams worthy of going yeah. down this season. Really yeah, in the Premier yeah, League. yeah. Um, but we wonder about next year, don't we? Because Wolves, as you say, yeah. look strong. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Cardiff. You know, they, they there's a spirit in that team. They're all right, uh, and. Uh, and those teams, you know, <clears throat> couple of teams it, it looks up. like it might well be the case. I mean, Huddersfield are still. In, in potential danger, but it does look like the three promoted teams might might stay might up, make it, and you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, as a promotion, you get that foothold, you get that toehold, yes, you get yeah. a bigger budget. You know, um, it gives you a huge confidence boost as a club. So suddenly, that you know, it's not unusual for teams. You've seen it with before. You know, with the Swansea's and Stoke Cities and whatever. You know, Stoke have had ten years. You know, yeah. you get you get that toehold. There'll, there'll be mid-table teams potentially next year, and, yeah. and of course, Newcastle are a big club anyway. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, we have to radically improve the the, the depth and quality of the, yeah. the depth of the squad. And the quality of the starting eleven. Otherwise, we are really, you know, we, we're just staving off the inevitable. That's right. Is my could, real it, fear. Know. And do we have any confidence that whoever the manager is, that those those holes are going to be filled over the summer? I certainly don't really have a lot of faith. No, no, that's right. It's a it's a, a difficult summer transfer window. Again, you know, we can't. Um, you know the, the 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 rage that sort of nearly produced a huge angry march um, 
uh, is justified in 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 a sense in that we we didn't build on a very strong team, even though we were now moving into a 60,000-seater stadium. We weakened that team. Uh, we then had another summer to fix that and didn't and conceivably weakened it further. Mm. You know, it's just got to this rot has got to stop, but not only not stop, but reverse quite sort of um, quite considerably. Um one thing that's been sort of mooted is a sort of managerial change. And, um, you know, some people that, that I, you know, respect and uh, think highly of their opinions have been kind of um, uh, lobbying for a managerial change. And I am surprised that people would say that so easily because I think the everything is so up in the air at the moment that one aspect of stability would be seeming would, would be essential i think to go into the summer if you don't like this manager well there are some good players in the team a new manager will turn up not really know those players strengths we're slightly back to the you know beginning again it's a world cup summer it you know it feels my my vote is to keep David Moyes. I mean, unless you've strategically built it into your kind of plan of how you're going to run the club, like a Watford seem now to to have done, constantly swapping your manager can be really problematic because you have a, you build up they they all add a couple of players, you get you you've got uh, a sort of confused squad, um, and we've got a bit of that at the moment anyway, um, and you never get that stability and. I, 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 Moyes does not inspire as a, as a manager in some respects, but he's got some big pluses this season. I think uh, he's got our best player on turning it, turning it on. Yeah, uh, he's got good performances out of um, Masuaku. Mm-hmm. I would say, and Lanzini plays well for him. I think Ogbonna um, plays every week. Yeah, I mean, I think you know individually the defenders are okay, but but we I, we been over this but I think the problem is in front of the defence in terms of leaking goals I I think personally Um, and no manager's got a decent central midfield really to work with at the club not a really strong group of players there you know it's basically got to be Noble and Kiarty at the moment there's nobody else really is there Um, and until Obiang's fit again or you know fully fit so I think um, you know we do need a bit of stability in some in some you know safe shape or form, um, and he's you know he's a reasonably steady hand on the tiller. I, I, I admit there aren't you know he's never going to get you playing scintillating attacking football. I don't think, but I think it, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. I think I've described him as being not a good appointment, but the best that they could make, mm. and I think it's possible to hold those two views. You know, and I, I think the the sort of shadow that looms large over all of this is, you know. Who who would realistically come and work for these owners in, exactly. in in the environment which has been created in the last few years? They're they're terrible owners to work for mm. in many regards. They're quite good owners to work for in the sense that they spend a lot of money. The problem has always been you don't know quite how much input the managers are getting into where that money's being spent. Yeah. Um, so there's a sort of micro level problem, isn't there? Which is you know how do you get these players playing better? And I don't know whether anyone could do better than Moyes really over the course of, of the time he's had. I think it's probably unlikely. The macro problem is, um, why do we have such a poor squad in the first place? Yeah. And that is, I would say, a complete 
um, lack of vision off of the field. And yeah, I've been advocating for a director of football for quite a long time. Sullivan sort of promised that in March. But Moyes doesn't want one. Moyes doesn't want one. And my answer to that would be, well, who cares? Because the average turn, turn uh, time in the role at West Ham is two years. Yeah. So why do we care what an employee who's going to be here for two years thinks about the structure they're working in? And you, know, and you, you alluded to it, Jim. The problem is every manager that comes in buys players that they want, yeah. a la Hernandez well, or Joe yeah. Hart. And or then the next manager doesn't In our them. case, occasionally gets given players that they didn't ask yeah, well, for. Yeah. They don't really <laughs> yes. want at all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think Hernandez is the perfect example of, of clearly a player who was bought because we could buy him. Yeah. Uh, without a real strategic sense of how he was going to fit into the team. Absolutely. He's not really good enough to build a team around in that sense, but, or not really quite the kind of player you can have as a focal point of attack that you're going to yeah. build a, a team player. around. Yeah. He's a luxury player. And I mean, even at Man United, he scored a lot of his goals off coming the off the yeah. bench. Jim, hold that thought. We'll see you again after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Um, yes, uh, Jim, you're saying, you know, the, the last transfer window, we got Hernandez and uh, we said this again and again, the, fact that, the very fact that we were kind of in for uh, Hernandez and Giroud at the same time speaks to a kind of uh, uncertainty as to what your style of football will play. And, and there's... You know, there's a degree of chicken and egg to all of this in that, you, you know, just buying a kind of a collection of footballers uh, and then trying to build them into a, a, a sort of a team that fits that set of players you have mm. is different from having a vision of how to play football and then seeking players that fit that vision, you know. Um, <clears throat> uh, I think it has been sort of difficult for Moyes in a sense. You know, I've said this a couple of times. The, the, he was sort of criticised for, for setting up very defensively for a couple of the games. But, but I think in a sense... You know, Mario and Fernandez were supposed to be attacking players, but uh, for some reason they just sort of didn't in the game. And you can always say, well, then the manager should make them do that. But I think sometimes inside the 90 minutes, that doesn't always happen. Because especially since the players behind them are kind of not getting their full confidence, they don't feel that they can press forward and make runs you know, that much. They're all feeling they should slightly be part of a kind of back five, leaving Arnie on his own up front. Yeah, and I think we, we also don't have any pace. I mean, I think I, no. I feel like I say this every time I come yeah. on uh, on the show, but we have no pace in the side, which means that in transition, we are really a poor team. You know, when we lose the ball or when, when, we, when we win the ball back, we just don't have the speed to no. get where we need to uh, be. We don't have enough good technical players in midfield to, make to, up keep, for that. to yeah. keep the ball. Yeah. I mean, you know, Chiarty is not a, a hanger on to the ball, is it? You know, he's, uh, and, <laughs> not anymore. And, uh, no. um, you know, and I think, uh, so that kind of lack of technique slash athleticism in midfield, central midfield, is a, is, is a major problem. Um, although, you know, Noble... Bless him, as uh, you know, scored a great goal on uh, as I said, a really beautifully struck goal. Yeah, agree. Um, and tries his tries his heart out, and and is still a good player. But I, you, he he needs to now be in a squad. He needs to be in an you know he doesn't you can't have a central midfield of Noble and Chiotti and nobody challenges them for 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 a place. It, no. it's it's really problematic. Um, so. I don't know. I, I, Moyes, I think, is is not an imaginative manager 
but I think he looks at the resources. He's looked at the resources he's got, and he's and he's done the job he was asked to do, and he's he's seen it through in the end. And he's got some decent performances out once you play. He's found a way of getting our left side working pretty well with Cresswell mm. and, and and Masuaku. There's only Zabaleta on the right, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it is every every attack comes down the left virtually, doesn't it? Um, uh, yeah, or it's smashed into space for Arna <laughs> yeah. to run And off, you're absolutely yeah. right about, you know, and he, and he, he did a try and address the pace issue. Because Arnie's got, Arnie's got pace. Yeah. He tried to get Antonio, if, you know, apart from injuries, he would have had an Antonio in the yes, team and, yeah. and, and tried to play him up front with uh, uh, Anatovic at times to get some pace in. Masuaku, he's clearly seen as someone who's got a bit of, bit yeah. of pace there. But you're right. Generally speaking, you know, we're, we're running through mud, aren't we? Um, yes, we're an old team and, yeah. and a slow yeah. team. And um, that's been very noticeable. I think he's, he's suffered with not having Obiang. I think that lack of a defensive yeah. midfielder... <laughs> yeah has been so problematic because, as you say, you know, Noble, I think, has done well this year, actually, but, you know, he's in decline. Kiate, I think we have to accept his in decline, even though it doesn't seem like he's old enough, no. but modern football has now declined much earlier. You know, we, we were talking about Kevin Nolan earlier, and he's yeah. a good example, I think, of a player at 31. His legs are gone. Had, but he example. never had a real, a real sort of... Athletic physique, no, did no. he? To be fair, I mean, no. Never, but I think the change know, in the game know, yeah. was what was what yeah. changed. Actually, maybe Noble stayed the same, but yeah. football got quicker, and yeah. I think yeah. that is something that's really been noticeable <clears throat> this year. Is just that inability to transition quickly, and as you say, Antonio is constantly injured. And um, you know, I mean, that's another thing we have to address. Is we, you know, when we buy players, we've got to look at their injury record. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure buy younger it. players, but also buy players with a, a record yeah. of playing thirty-five. Yeah games a season yeah. Yeah. not yeah. sort of talented you know a, a Wilshire type to me yeah. I would stay clear of I like Obian but even before his injury he wasn't having a vintage he wasn't having a great season I don't think no uh, he but he's a defensive midfielder at least in terms of understanding oh, the role he, well maybe but I, d- I don't think he's a real break up play um, I mean we saw glimpses of it in, in under Bilic but um, I, I, I think that is a key position for us. We need a, we need a really good top-class holding you know, midfielder who can distribute the ball, who can win it and break, break things yes, up yeah, and, and protect that defence because it needs protecting. Yeah, and it's uh, one thing that is problematic is that this is <clears throat> a, a World Cup. Yeah, summer. absolutely. And those slightly are another kind of random factor in uh, your your kind of transfer planning is that everyone's waiting to see how everyone else does in the World Cup. And, uh, you know, another reason to at least have a, a, I think, for me, another argument for Moyes is to have a manager, at least, <clears throat> who is in place and has been placed and has has been in place and has seen what the team needs and sees what he's got and what they are capable of and what uh, can be added to that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair point. I mean, we've talked a lot about what we could have kind of need, but I mean, who do we who do we think is important? We hold on to, or or worst, or might want to hold on to, but might lose. I mean, Lanzini is obviously top of the list, isn't he? Of players you feel on both of those lists, yeah, you want to keep him, but if he has a good World Cup, especially, yeah, uh, he's going to be he's going to be on some people's shopping list, isn't he? Yeah, I think I wrote the other week that I would only keep Ogbonna, Rice, Arnautovic and Lanzini of our current squad 
well, they would be the only ones I would be sort of um, protecting if, if people were to yeah. come looking. And idea. sort of half an eye on Cresswell and, and um, Masuaku in the same way. And I think also Adrian, just because, you know, I, I think he's a pretty decent goalkeeper and yeah. I, I think goalkeeper's actually quite a long way down the list. <laughs> but beyond that, there's an awful lot of players who are expensive and injured and taking up space in our yeah. squad. You know, Carroll, Reed, Antonio... Um, that's the best Byram. part of 300 yeah Byron but uh, you know even in, in terms of wages you know those three plus I would argue Hernandez mm. the best part of three four hundred thousand pound a week yeah. who are not playing for us yeah. and you can't carry that when you're a mid-table side no. No. but whether they can get rid of them obviously <laughs> is, is a different matter but if you have the choice I would get rid of them and I would go and buy some younger players I wouldn't buy anyone over the age of 25 and I would take the rough with the smooth that you get with that and at least try and get younger, fitter, quicker, yeah. and try that because we've done the other way, which is buying experienced players, and it's it's been awful. Well, there was a time a while ago they did say that that was going to be the transfer. There was, they, I'm sure they came out and said that our new transfer policy is going to be buying younger players and whatever. And they mm. have they have it's about a week before band- they signed for three seven. They've, they've, yeah. they've, they've <laughs> abandoned that, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, Premier League experience was another kind of watchword. Yeah. Uh, it's going, come on, that's clubs are buying fantastic players who haven't played in the Premier League who, you know, sort of fa- learn fairly quickly. Well, we've had a play. couple of good picks from the Championship, haven't we? You know, Antonio and... Uh, and Cresswell. And Cresswell. Cresswell. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah Lanzini came from, from Qatar or Dubai yeah, or something, yeah, didn't yeah, he? You yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah, had yeah. No, and everyone looked at him and said, oh, he's too small, he'll never make it. And yes. now he's the player, you would argue, we'd, we would be most keen to hang on to yeah. certainly as the best market value but we really are looking at kind of uh, a huge surgery to the team aren't we we want we want sort of you know probably something like six or seven starters uh, yeah. to kind of come in to to the team yeah. Yeah. Um, because you're right I mean players that you you would be happy to keep as squad pr- players are not even doing the minimum to qualify as squad players by staying fit yeah yeah um, you know, if, 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 you know, it's Antonio spent, you know, quite a bit of last season out and now m- what feels like most of this season. Out. Yeah. And, and you're going to go, well, we haven't seen this guy for like a year and a half now. Yeah. Uh, and feels like he used to play for us and sort of doesn't anymore. And some of his performances have been, um, kind of worrying. His sort of engine, you know, that sort of tired cross to the goalkeeper that resulted in Palace's early this season was like he'd come off the bench and looked exhausted arguably Uh, the most pivotal moment of the season it was crazy I mean um, a sort of an extraordinary I mean I've I've spoken about this again and again but with about 10 to 15 minutes to go Lanzini and Antonio trying to sort of run the ball into the corner and you're just going what are you doing that you know has Billich told you to do that but and then that extraordinary limp pass to well, Palace's and goalkeeper he had that led to a goal of players to pick, I mean he just had to pick a player out right, I mean yeah. we yeah. were we, you know uh, it was the it was the failure he, he to put make it, the pass he put it he put it he put it in the one play you know <laughs> he put, stuck it on James Tonkin's chest yeah in amongst all this you know the injury and whatever with with Antonio Lascaux has suddenly become this sort of thing where you kind of you don't quite know where he plays he's suddenly no. he's come from being you know basically a winger 
yeah. uh, who gets in at the back posts and scores headers and runs at people and doesn't quite know what he's doing with the ball, but somehow he quite often comes up with it. You know, that kind of go get em sort of yeah. sort of player, not perfect technique, but energy mm. and pace, really good pace. Um, to a sort of then, well, is he a wing back? Is he a striker? Yeah. Is he, you know, uh, the whole kind of strange right back experiment with Bilic? Yeah, you yeah. can see what Bilic was trying to do there, but he just, he's not a, a sort of gifted all around, a, a gifted enough footballer to make those kinds of a, a, adaptations, is he, to no. his game? He, he, when, he, when things were simple for Antonio, he's like, here's the ball, kind of run after it and kick it at the goal and get yeah. in at the back post, you know. Yeah, he looked, winger, blo- he, looked, he looked bloody good, didn't he? But as soon as he's had to kind of think tactically about yeah. what he's got to do, he's yeah. not looked quite so, you know, and he's been messed about. You feel as though his head's been messed with in some way. I well, think. Moses, you know, who, who in a way, Antonio was Moses' understudy. At Chelsea, uh, Moses is doing what he's always done at every club he's played at. He's sort of played on that flank and he just patrols that flank. And that's, that, that's kind of his job. And also Moses, they're very similar players in a way in that they're sort of self-starters. When, when Victor Moses played for us... Um, you know, there was a lot of kind of skillful interplay between the rest of the players. Moses tended to be like a sort of sole trader. <laughs> he would almost start his move with a run up the right flank and then see how it turned out. And often it turned out quite well because mm. he's a decent player. So there might be, there'd be a long run and then maybe a one-two and then a shot on goal or a corner. You know, and that was kind of his, that's how he worked. And it feels like Antonio is like that as well, like the new Marlon Harewood. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's not a, yes, he's not necessarily part of a kind of front three because actually sometimes he lets you down in the box. He hasn't got the kind of quick feet in, in the box, yeah. you know. Yeah. And also doesn't do any work going backwards. I mean, that, no. he's, he's part of this sort of cabal of good attacking players we've got who once they've lost the ball... Are, yeah. are, are yeah. useless to you, yeah. Yeah. and the problem yeah. when you don't have any defensive um, midfield cover uh, yeah. is that then teams can just break and cut through you, which is what we've seen, you know, particularly against good sides. You yes. know, you think about Man City at home, Liverpool at home, yeah. um, you know how uh, how easily good teams, you know, beat us. Yes, uh, I mean, it's really worrying. Have we really competed in midfield in any of these games? Because 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 some of the games that we've done well in actually it's been balls into channels to Arnautovic that have kind of unlocked the defence. So we we're almost missing out the midfield. Southampton at home, we, we we dominated midfield, and yeah. I think from what I saw, I you know, Leicester, 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 Leicester we did. Yeah, yeah. But then um, I, I would say yeah. two quite on the day, quite poor sides. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, our, our midfield is probably fine for um, you know bottom half clashes. But we're aspiring to more than that now, aren't we, yeah. as a, we've, as a we've, club? We've, we've lost some bottom half. We've done really badly against some bottom half teams. Really bad I defeats. Newcastle, Newcastle tore us, tore us yeah. to shreds. Yeah. Um, no, no, the home game was a bit, you know, they, they shouldn't have got anything out of that probably. But but up there, we, we were shocking. I think not um, knowing which Chiati you've um, got Brighton, from week to week. You know, Brighton, yeah. you know, 6-1 on aggregate. Yeah, I think we do. We, yeah. we absolutely do need... Uh, Someone in midfield who really knows their job yeah, and knows how to got do that. Boss it. it's got I feel like we need yeah. an actual midfielder though who who can just get on the ball and pass the ball as well. So you know, yeah. I think Lanzini is that player, but then Lanzini doesn't do much tracking back. So you know, a kind of a, a more old-fashioned central midfielder who's doesn't need someone behind them, no, and doesn't just get the ball and give it to a more attacking player. Well, it feels like Obiang can be that player. 
uh, or close Possibly, to that. Yeah. Player, I mean, you know. maybe the problem is that that kind of player is, is Isco and this cost 65 million quid. You know, yeah. maybe it's, at, we just got to be realistic. At that level, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. But I'm thinking maybe of someone like Kearney from Fulham or someone who we were interested mm. in, weren't yes. we, in January and were quoted 25 million. But if they don't feels come more up, complete. I'm not, I'm, you know, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, that's a possibility, that's I imagine. That's a possibility, yeah. 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 Well, we've got uh, a couple more games of football to play. Uh, so uh, we will, uh, there'll be another one of these after our, uh, um, after we've finished the season uh, next week. So let's do, should we just do predictions for Man U? Which is tomorrow. Yeah, um, oh, I, I, I'd love to be positive about this, but I've got. I, I think they're going to beat us because I think they. Mm, you're right. I think they need the win. I think they've had their slip up against Brighton. Yes, oh, it's a shame they need it, isn't it? I think we might yeah. lose this two-one. I've been convincing myself for a while that we'll beat them, that it will be a historic mm. under the lights. Oh, I'd the love team it to be will that. play with no weight on their shoulders and it'll be a sort of exciting 3-2 yeah. or something. What are, you, um, what are you going for? Yeah, we'll, we'll win 3-2. 3-2. Yeah. I think we, I'm going to go we'll win 2-1. Uh, yes, it, you know, you'd hope for a bit of freedom, wouldn't you, now we're safe. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. Lanzini's been getting some practice uh, and sort of made his way into the team. You know, he immediately had kind of ice on the knee after he went mm. off. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, hopefully that's not too worrying. Um, there is a bit of a doubt about Arnautovic, actually. And I would say if he's not playing, right. oh, yeah. get, we'll lose 4-0, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. But, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm, all right. Well, those are our predictions. <laughs> uh, uh, this has been this week's Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. With me have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. And James Cairns. Good night. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.